Welcome to CPF Firewire, a podcast from California professional firefighters where we discuss a wide range of issues affecting firefighters, our unions, our families, and the communities we serve. Hello and welcome to another episode of CPF Firewire, a podcast from the California professional firefighters. I'm Brian Rice and I'm the president of CPF. For California firefighters, EMS isn't just part of our job, it's central to what we do and one of the larger services to our communities. When our ability to respond safely and effectively is impeded, that's a negative effect on our communities. And one of the things that we've seen in San Joaquin County, and it's really lasted almost a decade, we had uh, one administrator decided that uh, he wanted to do a power grab. And we saw that happen in San Joaquin County. We saw the dispatch go to private providers. We saw just a dangerous um, back and forth on how to process the calls, how quickly the calls got processed in specifically the county, but we saw it a lot in Stockton and the city of Tracy. Uh, I believe Tracy, at one point, the Tracy Fire Department, it was really even dictated to them what calls you can and can't respond to. And what I can say today is with the passage of SB 438, that's kind of changed the playing field in San Joaquin County and hopefully will change the way that the fire department is able to dispatch resources. And I want to talk about um, the battle to do that because it took a long time. And the local unions in the county stepped up and they put their efforts together. They worked with CPF and we worked with the legislature to see SB 438 passed as law. And I want to talk about that in the history. Today joining me, I've got Mario Gardia. Mario is the president of Stockton Firefighters, local 456. Mario, thanks for joining me today. Hey, thank you, Brian. I'm, I'm very uh, pleased to be here. And, and you know, I, I just think that anytime we can come together and, and come up with solutions to maybe, uh, maybe um, keep this from happening in other jurisdictions. And, uh, you know, bottom line, it really, it's all about providing the best service for our community. And, and so, you know, uh, it's good that we're working together and trying to solve some of the issues of not only CPF or issues of Stockton or Tracy. It's, it's just basically the firefighter profession. Agreed. Also, I have Paul O'Neill, president of Tracy City Firefighters, local 3355. Paul, thanks for joining us. Uh, thanks for having me here today, too. I think Mario pretty much nailed it on the head. Uh, Working together has, has really been an important step in this EMS fight, and uh, you know we're continuing to work together through it. Now, the two of you were involved in putting together an amazing campaign in San Joaquin, and I want to talk a little about how that came to be. And part of that partnership also drove um, legislation at the CPF level. So it, it, it really is a full spectrum of what we do as union firefighters. But I want to start with just a little bit of um, history. And I know, Mario, there's a lot in the city of Stockton. And I know it's hard to give a 10-year perspective, but if you could kind of, for our listeners, talk about what you as Stockton firefighters um, went through in the delivery of EMS and, and what the county essentially mandated or dictated to you on, on what you could and couldn't do. Yeah. So, you know, the Stockton Fire Department is one of the oldest ALS providers in San Joaquin County. And really it boils down to uh, back when uh, around the early 2000s, we were having issues with transport. You know, we're our our fire stations, our engines and trucks were on scene for, for long periods of time. So the Stockton Fire Department uh, decided to get into the transport business. 
um, in 2002, uh, basically just to provide a better service for the community. Um, we provided uh, transport services till about 2008, and uh, uh, at that point, at that time, the county decided that they wanted to basically have one sole provider of ALS transport services in the community, uh, the San Joaquin community. Um, we partnered up with AMR at that time to to uh, go into a joint RFP. And uh, two weeks before the RFP was due, AMR pulled out uh, their partnership with us and uh, basically bid it on their own. Um, there was some stuff written in our contract with AMR that said that we wouldn't allow, either one of us wouldn't be able to uh, apply for that RFP if one of us was to back out. So obviously... From then on, it, it's it really caused a lot of issues. How, how did the um, how and when did the dispatch component um, show up in San Joaquin? At the time that we lost the RFP, uh, AMR became the sole provider of dispatch for San Joaquin County. And what that meant was, whereas Stockton used to, you guys, Stockton used to dispatch all your dispatch, EMS, fire, and everything, and then the EMS portion had to go to AMR and then back to back to Stockton Fire. Right. Yes, and we also lost the the live caller at that time. So depending on uh, you know what the call is, it, it just it gets routed. You know if it's from CHP, CHP goes to LifeCom, LifeCom back to Stockton, and then we dispatch our own units. So it it, it definitely wasn't um, it, it definitely wasn't an increase or a betterment in service. And then Paul, I know you guys in Tracy because I've followed I followed both Stockton and Tracy, the things that you experienced in Tracy, although yes, the dispatch pieces were part of it, but, but you as Tracy firefighters and the Tracy fire department, um, were really faced with a whole different set of issues from the LEMSA and the LEMSA administrator. And if go tell me about them a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, the biggest problems we had started about two years ago when the LEMSA decided to restrict the type of calls we could go on. Now, he wanted a cookie cutter uh, dispatch EMS system in the county. So he felt that uh, we shouldn't be responding to any different calls in Stockton Fire response to. However, in Tracy, you know, our, our, our ability to respond to calls is different in Stockton. We don't run as many calls. And we have the, you know, the, the budgets and the manpower and, and the you know, a less amount of calls to be able to respond to any call we choose to. Uh, and the LEMSA didn't agree with that. Um, so we started limiting the calls. We no longer responded to care facilities. Um, he would Whether it was code three or code two, just Correct. eliminated from... Correct. We were eliminated from that call string altogether. Um, about two years ago, uh, a certain incident happened on Easter where we were not dispatched to a care facility. Uh, it was for a full arrest. Um the AMR unit was was delayed. Eventually, they dispatched to the call. Um, I can't remember the exact numbers, but you know we weren't even dispatched till like 15 or 17 minutes into this code. Um, that care facility at the time was right next door to one of our fire stations. We could have been on scene in 30 seconds. Um, since then, you know, we we've we argued that point two years ago. Um, we made some progress where we you know began responding to those calls again. Uh, however. A lot of our calls are code two calls, which turn out to be they, they should be code three calls. We've had several femur fractures at warehouses where people have laid on a floor of a warehouse 
waiting for a code two ambulance when really uh, we know in, in ALS that that's a, that's a code three call and that's a life threatening injury. Sure is, Mario. I know that you've got some of those some of those examples in Stockton. Do any of them come to mind where dispatch really played um, a negative role in responding to incidents as Stockton firefighters? Yeah, I you know I agree with Paul. Um, really, bottom is bottom line is really it's been inconsistent in the last you know, basically ever since the uh, dispatch has changed, um, you know, we have our dispatchers in the past that are really familiar with street names. Uh, we've had some fires and actually some medical calls where uh, the dispatching, the street names got confused. So we were dispatched to calls that were actually in different cities where it caused problems and it caused delays to uh, response to the fires and, and or, or medical calls. And then um, as we kind of move along, you guys, and, and I know you'll be a, probably a little bit limited on on what you can talk about because there's a negotiation going on um, with the LEMSA right now in San Joaquin. So if if I put you on the spot or you can't answer, just, just say that because what I don't want to do is uh, mess up that process. But with all these problems in the past, the LEMSA director several months ago drops a new contract on the departments this year. And I know that there are negotiations going on with that right now. Correct. But what about some of the things in there that um, that you can talk about that you found to be not only egregious, but dangerous too? Um, anything in there that you can share? Yeah, I, I kind of just give maybe a little history of, of really for Stockton. And, and I'm, I kind of feel that this is probably the same with, with Tracy is that the union, the, the Stockton Fire Professional Firefighters really had never got involved in any of the EMS negotiations until uh, we lost ALS services for a little bit of, over 30 days. And that affected, uh, you know, I live in the city of Stockton and I, I truly believe that, you know, it could have affected my family and I think it affected the, the citizens of Stockton. So, uh, when we got to the point where we were on an ex, uh, receiving another extension um, from the county, uh, you know, I, I was at that point where I didn't really have the trust and I really didn't know the direction of our city manager at the time of what they really want to do. If they really wanted to maintain ALS services in Stockton and and I felt it was uh, it was definitely important for local 456 to get involved and make sure that our our city council and our, our city leadership knows what's at stake if we were to lose uh, ALS or lose ALS services again. So really, the local got involved because I, I believe uh, I didn't want to put it up for chance that we may lose those services again. So um, currently, I want to say that uh, I think this is our twelfth ALS agreement. For the most part, our ALS agreements have all been pretty much nine pages, um, with a little bit of changes uh, to it, but. Uh, all of a sudden, you know, 430, 438 comes uh, comes uh, on board, and I think the overreach of the county uh, was given down by a 52-page agreement to uh, tie our hands. So you, Paul, you guys went from traditionally a nine-page MOU to a 52-page that, agreement. That's correct. We Basically the same contract that Mario was talking about, um, the original – uh, draft of the new contract is 52 pages. I think some of the biggest points with that that you know we had contention with were the LEMSA attempting to do things like access employee files for disciplinary reasons. You know, we wouldn't even be able to staff our fire department if guys couldn't work more than 24 hours in a row. We currently work a 4896 schedule as many departments do. So to say that we couldn't work more than 24 hours without 
taking time off would, would definitely be a, uh, a, a sticking point in our department for sure. Um, I think him limiting calls again uh, was going to be on the horizon. I, and I think the biggest concern overall, which is was one of the things our fire chief brought up actually, was his desire to have what he calls plenary control over our fire department's ability to respond to calls. So that basically means he has full control. So no matter what the contract says, if he feels like we're doing something wrong, he can take away our ability to provide ALS to our city, which ultimately that's what this fight is about. It's, it's providing a service to our community more than anything and to save lives. And, and, and that's been our biggest point of contention is that he should not be able to take our ability to provide an advanced life support to our citizens away. Do you have something to add you want to add to that, Mario? You know, I think it bottom line is, is, uh, he doesn't believe in fire-based ALS services, and he's he's been he has said that publicly in different forms that he doesn't believe the fire service should be should be part of, of ALS, and uh, so that which, which kind of you know ninety percent of our calls for most departments are, are are medical related, and it's what we do. So you know um, we're a we're a not for profit you know organization we we right. work for the communities and you know the 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 RFPs are designed for profit companies so and nothing against uh some of the different companies I, you know I, I think we work great hand in hand with with the with the you know AMR and the and the different uh ambulance uh companies out there it's, I don't believe it's it's a problem between them I just think it's a it's a problem and a division created by uh our EMS director what do you guys I mean, to me, kind of watching it from a distance, and it really kind of culminated with the dispatch piece and and watching the dispatch being taken away from the fire department, which is a public agency and a not-for-profit, and, and having shifted to a for-profit company. What do you, why do you think the LEMSA director did that or, or made – I mean, it just – there's got to be more here – than somebody that thinks they're making it better because everything that has gone on, some of the arguments and things that I've heard um, are asinine and they don't make sense that, you know, if you have too many paramedics in a system in one area, it causes a level of service or the quality of service to drop. They're just some of the things that, that I was picking up, um, any ideas why, why they did it? I mean, we always question when there's no transparency. I mean, that to me is like the first indicator. And one of the things that he has created, that he has no transparency. Uh, back in 2010, the San Joaquin County used to have the um, Emergency Medical Care Committee. And in 2010, he disbanded that. So, so basically, it's basically communication and direction from him himself and, and the, and the uh, medical director, which he was a doctor, um, Dr. Uh, Schaefer. I feel like they make all the decisions. Um, our I'm not really sure what his motivation is. I, I know there's some some studies that have he, they've used pieces of a of a study which aren't even complete in their decision making process, uh, based out of like I believe Toronto or somewhere in Canada, where they had a flood of of paramedics in the system and they felt like you know that there was too much ALS service and skills were were you know not as good as they could be because of the flood of of paramedics on the streets. Um, I don't think that's the case in San Joaquin County at all. I think uh, we run a sufficient amount of calls. I think there's there's there could be more paramedics in the system. Quite frankly, in our case, um, we're not transport medics. Um, we're first responders, and and so with that, I think we should be able to be first responders, be the first ones of the calls. We try to work real good with the transport agencies, um, and they they're not 
they're not losing any of their skills per se by transporting patients that we've done triage on. So kind of going, going back through a little bit of the history and, and, um, some of the things that were done to get to where we are today. Uh, would you guys talk to me a little bit about um, the coalition you built in San Joaquin County, the message that you, uh, that you took to the Board of Supervisors, your involvement um, in uh, SB 438, and kind of how, how that transpired? Yeah, um, I'll start if you don't mind. Um, it's been going on for a while. I, I really feel like... Uh, when Mario and I both became presidents of our of our locals, um, we really opened a relationship early on. Uh, actually, at one of the uh, crab feed at, at Stockton Fire, we started talking, realizing we had some of the same problems, and it was at that time it was kind of the tipping point. Like we need to start paying attention to this together and working together on this. Um, since then, I mean, that was probably two years ago. How closely did you guys did your locals work together in the past? I think we have a real good relationship, but not a close relationship is what I would say. Um, you know, guys that work for each department, we know each other. We we kind of have a, you know, a pulse on the stuff that was going on in our individual departments. And we're very familiar with Stockton's problem with ALS or or the, the LEMSA. Um, I'm sure they were familiar with ours, but we never really talked as unions about it. Um, so Mara and I opened that, that dialogue we started having discussions on an informal level with some of the County Board of Supervisors, um, and it's just really progressed from there. Uh, we went from talking, you know, once a month or two to pretty much talking every week since then. And uh, it's just really, uh, we got our teams together. Um, we got good guys on our e-board. We've had good working relationship, at least in Tracy, I can say, uh, with our management on getting this ball rolling and, and really building that relationship between the locals more than anything. Mario, um, you know, being part of the third district and working in Sacramento, how, um, you know, Stockton's a, a big department in San Joaquin. And, and how did you see... Um, how did you see this evolving from your from your perspective? Man, I, I, honestly, I think it comes from a bunch of different directions. I think part of it has to do with uh, our academies. We're, we never before had joint academies. We're, now we're having academies together. It goes to um, as simple as softball. You know, we go to the softball fields. We play a tournament for a fundraiser. We talk. Hey, we all, you know, we started realizing we had some of the same issues. Um, you know, and, and, and like Paul said, you know, in the different crafties. But I think it boils down to is, correct me if I'm wrong, Paul, it got to the, I think we're at a point where I think we got lazy. We got lazy in local politics and, and, and you know, because things were good. Uh, and I think for us, the bankruptcy was an eye-opener that, you know, uh, we don't want to put ourselves in a position to to get screwed again. And, uh, you know, so we start talking, you know, myself and uh, talking with Paul and, and some of the different other local presidents. And then we realized that we're all dealing with the same problems. I mean, we're, we're dealing with trying to do more with less. And, and you know, and, and Stockton is – you know, our call volume is, is out of control. We're probably going to hit 50,000 calls this year with 12 fire stations. And dispatching, the dispatching piece of it really dictates on some of the calls that we go on. And we don't we don't want to go to every call because we, we feel that we don't have the resources to have available for the for to mitigate the issues when, when those calls arise. I think it's uh, 
I think it's hard when you have a lack of, of resources, and I think this really shows, and I don't mean resources on the job, but I mean in, in the union and, and, and involvement in the union. And you get to a little, you know, laziness, yes, but maybe isolationism. You know, and Tracy, we're so worried about Tracy's problems and focusing on local politics and, and dealing with our local officials and, and the union support. You know, we, we definitely could use more guys being involved at a higher level in our union. So where we got lazy slash, you know, we were just isolated, I believe uh, we didn't recognize soon enough how big county-wide issues could affect us individually, if that makes sense. No, it does. Um, and, I, and I think we've done a, a real good job in the past couple of years of realizing that, you know, and, and, and working with, with CPF even and, and, and the IFF is when we bring our resources together, we're definitely stronger in numbers because it's hard to get enough guys involved, you know, in our department, we don't just have the numbers of personnel, you know. Uh, so it, it's hard sometimes rallying the troops and getting guys to, you know, work their normal shift, work the amount of overtime they need to work, and then also do a lot of union business. And, and you know, you, you have to balance that wheel. And sometimes that doesn't work out very well on the union side. Mario and Paul, Hank Mario specifically, because I talked to you quite a bit through this process. I know that you had quite an action plan and um, discussed it with you along the way. And I know other locals participated, but would you give me just a little bit more detail on the action plan and how many locals participated with you guys in San Joaquin County? Yeah. So, you know, I, I, we, we had talked, I had talked to Paul and we had kind of brainstormed about this for a couple of months and, you know, and trying to work on everybody's schedules and see who was available. Um, but pretty much what the action plan was, we wanted to make a statement uh, we wanted to show up to the to the county supervisors. We we had given them a letter to, to to basically warn them that we were coming. And what we did is we we staged at Company Twos in Stockton. Uh, you know we had all the different local presidents. We had you know obviously yourself, uh, uh, president of CPF uh, Brian Rice, uh, Frank Lima. Uh, we also had you know myself, Paul O'Neill, Sean Wooten from Antica Lathrop, Mike Gold, Trevor Lambert from Lodi. Uh, we also had uh, San Joaquin County 1243, Martin Garcia, Sterry McLeod from Antica, uh, multiple fire chiefs. Uh, we also had some elected officials show up. But the best thing of it all was we had uh, almost a couple hundred firefighters. And mixed in with those firefighters were some retirees. So uh, Stockton, we, we have an off-duty uh uh, shirt that we we wore, which looks just like our duty shirts. And we walked from uh, Company 2s to the San Joaquin County uh, Supervisor Quarters. And we really made a statement. Um, people stopped. They saw what was going on. We did some, we did a little bit of uh, press release to, to kind of let some of the local jurisdictions know what was going on. And and we showed up to uh, to uh, this county supervisor meeting and we, we uh, systematically spoke um, to the supervisors about our concerns. I was also impressed that uh, we had a number of, uh, you know, firefighters, union members from other departments outside of San Joaquin County showed up, and and that really showed the solidarity of our unions. Like guys really care what's going on in San Joaquin County when, you know, they work for other departments and show up in in such numbers. So I think it was a, a good statement on our part showing up at the county board of supervisors meeting like that in numbers, and uh, you know, getting up there and and ha the amount of people that spoke for us uh, was evident of what the problem is. Yeah. You know, and, and something that I think is missed sometimes is that, you know, there's a lot of firefighters that live in San Joaquin that work in different uh, departments in different districts. And, and really my conversations with them is that they really can't understand 
why we have to constantly deal with the issues with EMS and 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 the uh, the Lenza um, about stuff for the better good of the community. And, and so I, I think that kind of uh, drove them to show up and speak on, on our behalf because they're residents of San Joaquin County. It was interesting just to be a part of that and listen and that how every person that spoke was really driven towards a level, level of service that benefited the community. And, you know, kind of being outside San Joaquin, I was, I was very impressed with what you guys put together. Yeah, I think it's pretty simple. And, and I was going to point on this earlier. You know, I, I'm not a doctor. I don't pretend to. I'm not even a paramedic. I'm not a LEMSA director. But what I do know as a captain on a fire apparatus is that our paramedics save lives. Bottom line. And, and you can put any statistic out there that you want to take pieces out of any report you want to. The bottom line is we're out there in the streets and we watch people's lives be saved by paramedics every day. Fire-based paramedics. Paul, I, I'll, I'm going to jump over to this one because yep. I'll just say it. I know for one, your chief was pissed about how things were going um, in the EMS arena. How um, how effective was it to have the support of management in this in this battle? Uh, to say he was upset would be downplaying it a little bit. Uh, when he came to become our fire chief, um, not that he wasn't aware of what was going on in San Joaquin County, but he was obviously a fire chief outside the county. Um, and he was, I would say, appalled by what was going on with the LEMSA and and what was going on in San Joaquin County in general with, with ALS services. Um, it's been instrumental on, in having a fire chief and a staff, um, uh, an EMS manager that works for our department have been really involved and, and just uh, it's made it possible for us to make steps toward resolving this issue. And, you know, we still have a lot of work to do. We're still in negotiations as we discussed, um, but our contract has definitely uh, gone down from the 52 pages. Um, our fire chief is very involved with, with, uh, Cal chiefs and the other chiefs in the County. Uh, he's built a great relationship with Stockton. And, uh, I think it's, uh, really, really been important. I don't think that we'd be where we are without the support of our administrations for sure. You know, and, and then from also just our, 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 uh, communication with negotiations with the negotiating teams for, for the ALS agreement, you know, things have definitely the tone has changed since that day. Um, I think it sent a message. I mean, uh, even though it is election time, it sent a message that, you know, Hey, this is important to us. This is, you know, we really care about what's going on. And so I believe that, you know, I, I believe that our current EMS directors are being pressured right now to, to do the right thing. Doesn't mean he w doesn't mean that he will do the right thing, <laughs> even though he's being pressured. Do Do you guys sense that um, there's been a um, a positive influence in EMS delivery in San Joaquin since uh, SB four thirty eight passed, and there's a little bit more openness to to find solutions. I think the passing of that has definitely opened the door for things to be improving. I don't think we've we've felt any uh, positive or negative effects uh, necessarily, other than our 52-page pr proposed contract. Obviously, what Mario mentioned earlier. However, uh, I don't think there's been any results in yet that could you know really put a reading on on the effects of the SB 438 just yet. Just an example. I mean, currently right now. Um it's, it's, this is a county policy that any 5150 calls uh, fire is dispatched without uh, transport or in the case of Stockton police. So we're the only non-transport unit being 
dispatched to these calls of, of, of uh, these 5150 calls. So, you know, we, we're showing up on scene and we're tying up an engine there for, you know, uh, a great amount of time with really no resolution unless we call PD or for a transport. So it's, a, it's definitely a work in progress that uh-huh. is going to take some time. Correct. How, of course, there's a little bit of a first time for me too, first term president. How important was it to have the local unions as a coalition and also the CPF working together, not just in San Joaquin County, but also at the Capitol? What, what can you tell other locals that are, that are going on, uh, that are, have battles going on in the state? How did that partnership and that working relationship work out for both of your locals? So, uh, you know, to go back with what Mario was talking about earlier and, and the other locals, you know, stepping up and showing up at our county board of supervisors meeting. And on top of that, uh, you know, prior to that, uh, we reached out to them, uh, Sean Wooten, particularly in Lathrop Manteca, uh, got involved, wanted to be involved. And as it turns out, they're facing similar but different problems as us as they want to provide ALS. And they were told that because of the saturation of paramedics in the county, they wouldn't be allowed to. And I think without us reaching out to the other locals, uh, we wouldn't necessarily even find out that information that they're in the battle. They're just in a different spot in the battle. Right. And, uh, you know, with that, we reached out to Manteca, uh, 1243, which is San Joaquin County firefighters. And they all say the same thing. Well, we'd like to be ALS, but I don't think we can, or, you know, have different problems with response and, and things like that. So I think it's been a real good move for us to get involved uh, with the other locals. And then on top of that, um, as you know, you know, we, we called CPF and we said, you know, we're having this huge problem in San Joaquin County. Um, I think CPF was a little uh, aware of it prior to the new administration being in, you know, in, uh, elected. Um, and it, it went on a little deaf ears, but under, under your leadership, you guys recognize that there is a legitimate problem in our County. Um, you got involved with us, set us up with, with some folks to come up with a game plan, um, some strategies, some, some questions to ask, some types of things to get on social media, rally the troops together and get them to a, a county board of supervisors meeting and, and, and let them know that we're seriously concerned about this situation. And I think that's been a real positive step for everybody. I, I think, it, you know, bottom line, it's all about resources. Uh, you know, it's funny, me and Paul both talked about this before we walked in here. You know, we're both firefighters, we're EMTs, we work on a truck. We're, we're not politicians, or, or nor do we run, need, nor do we know how to run campaigns. And so, it really feels good that we, you know, to reach out and reach out to Sean and the different resources at CPF, and, and even Frank Lima. Frank Lima was in, instrumental uh, when he when he showed up, and and it was able to send a message that this is, you know, this is not just a California, or it's not a San Joaquin County problem, or not a Cal, just a California problem. This is an international problem. This is, you know, bottom line is. We, we should be trying to provide the best service to our communities. Absolutely. So just to, to add to that, maybe answer the question that you asked at the end. Uh, if, if I were to talk to other locals in the state, I would say join your resources together with, with your fellow locals that are, that are uh, you know, in your jurisdiction, your county or your service area. Work with CPF and IFF and, and on the problems that you have. Don't feel like you're alone reach out to other locals and get involved with them and make sure, cause your, your chances are you're, you're dealing with the same problems. And, and like Mara and I were discussing earlier, you may not even realize you're dealing with the same stuff until you start reaching out to the other locals and, and relying on them and, and, and the, the uh, parent unions to help you out with these, these problems. 
we we saw it while you guys were going through this battle uh, in San Joaquin, uh, Solano County tried the very same thing in local 1186, put on a very effective um, campaign to um, not just stop it in its tracks, but but reverse it and have um, the county really take an evaluation of what uh, what they were talking about doing. We're seeing it begin to surface in Monterey County. We're seeing um, potentially a surface of a similar issue in Ventura County. And what, what I'll say, kind of watching all this, I think we all knew that, um, I mean, it, let's just cut it to what it is. We all signed up to be firefighters and we learned really quickly that a very important piece of service that we provide to our communities is EMS, whether you're a paramedic or an EMT, it is very important. The job that firefighter EMT and paramedics do, and we're the best situated and, and we're highly trained. We can get there first. And it really drove home how important it is to provide quality EMS service to your community. It is your community's lifeline. And um, I think it's all of our, uh, it's all of our goal that at the end of the day, and we're, we're done with this, we're going to be on the front line, giving our communities the best possible chance at um, survival and recovery that, that we possibly can. So I'm personally, I, I've, I've watched this battle having worked in Sacramento and been Sacramento's president since it started. And I'm really proud of the work that the locals in San Joaquin um, were able to accomplish and proud to be a a, a small part of um, a team that uh, really made a a huge positive effect in fire-based EMS. And with that, um, I'm going to close us out. And Mario and Paul, I want to thank you both for taking the time out and being here today. I want to wish um, both you and your families and uh, uh, your locals prosperity into the future. We're going to have a good year. And I just want to say thank you. And thanks for being here and sharing your story. Great. Thanks for having us. Appreciate it.